0: Amen. Today we get to enter into the gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Amen. It's so good to have each and every one of you here today. Everybody that's viewing, thank you so much for joining. We are so thankful uh, to be able to have this opportunity I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We're going to go right into a word of prayer today. We do have a couple of people we want to pray for. The Bell family recently lost a loved one, so please remember the Bell family over the next few weeks as they prepare and get ready for the funeral and different arrangements. Also, please remember Sister Monica Shields, that God will touch her body. We'll also take all the prayer requests, whether you're in your your living room or driving down the road. If you'll lift that hand up to heaven, I believe right where you're at, God can see that. God knows every need, no matter how close you are to the church or how far away you are. God sees every hand, and he knows every need. Let's go before the Lord boldly, asking God to have his will and his way throughout the service, and then he'll touch and bless every need that was lifted up to him. Lord, we love you, and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done, Lord, everything you're going to do. God, thank you, Lord, for your love, for your mercy. God, thank you, Lord, for your grace. God, thank you, Lord, for this past week, Lord God, having the opportunity to be with family and friends. God, I pray, Lord, you touch, Lord God, and bless, Lord Jesus, every family, Lord God. Lord, you see and know every person adjoining today, God. You know every situation, God, every need, Lord God, that they have in their lives right now, Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you begin to spread out, Lord God, throughout this community, Lord God. Lord, every viewer, Lord God, get them ears to hear today, Lord, and a heart to receive, God. I pray, Lord, you anoint our musicians and our singers as they usher us into a time of praise. And worship, Lord Jesus. God, you are all powerful, God, and almighty, Lord, in this house. God, I pray, Lord, you lead and guide this service, God, from the beginning to the end. God, we're going to give you all the praise, the glory, and honor for it. God, I pray, Lord, you touch this, Sir Monica, Lord. God, from the top of her head, Lord, to the soles of her feet, God. God, give her body strength, God. I pray, Lord, you touch the Bell family. God, during this time of sorrow, Lord, God, bring them comfort. God, bring them peace, Lord, God, that passes all understanding. Lord, we love you and we praise you, Jesus. Help us, God. Lord, to bind together with one bind and one accord, to love you, to praise you, and to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Right now, can you clap your hands, amen, lift up your voice and thank Jesus. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, we honor you. Lord, we worship you, Lord, in this house today. God, we thank you, amen. Continue to worship with us today as we continue with our praise and worship service. Where you are, can you lift your hands to heaven right now? Can I believe right now God can perform a miracle? Can I believe the presence of God is thick not only in this place but where you're at right now? God can perform a miracle. Come, if you need something from Him, won't you lift up a hand to heaven? Come, the Bible lets us know you only need the faith of a side of a mustard seed to look at a mountain and tell to go from this place to that place. Understand the mountain today isn't a physical mountain but it's the very mountain that's in your life today. Come on, if you have a mountain in your life today, whether it's a big decision, whether it's a marital problem, whether it's a financial problem, whether you're sick in your body, that's your mountain today. And I believe you can speak to that mountain right now in Jesus' name. And you can cause that mountain to remove itself out of your life. I wonder if you lift your hands to heaven right now and begin to ask the Lord God, move the mountain. Lord, I believe you can move the mountain today in my life. The Bible lets us know we are healed by His stripes. Amen. He went to the cross to give you this opportunity today. Amen. Lord, we love you and we praise you today. Lord, you are great, God, and greatly to be praised. God, move, Lord Jesus. God, through every living room, God. Lord, every situation, God, begin to move right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful that the presence of God is alive and well. No matter where you're at today, God is alive and well. Amen. Again, I want to welcome you out to Heritage Apostolic Tabernacle for our full service. It's online today. This is a very important time in this church's uh, history because this will be the first time we are live to the public uh, with music and everything. So we are very thankful to have this opportunity and it's so It's such a huge thing for us and such a big blessing for our church family. Thank you to everybody that gave towards this. And I know Pastor is going to speak on this in just a few moments when he gets out here. Uh, But it is a time to give today. And we are thankful for all of the blessings that God has given us over the last couple of weeks and months. God has taken care of us. God has provided for us. And I know He has for you and your family as well. And we still want to make sure we give that opportunity to give to the Lord today. Brother James is getting ready to put up a slide that will tell you how you can give to the church online in multiple different ways. I do want to let everybody know we will be back in person for service this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We will have normal Wednesday services coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock. And the next Sunday, next Sunday we will be in service, uh, Sunday school in the morning at 1030 and 1115 with our evangelistic service. And we invite you to be here at 3120 South Walnut Street in Muncie, Indiana next week for that. We're looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. Take that offering your hand. We ask right, so, Lord, to touch and bless this offering. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you and we honor you today, God. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord God, to gather together, Lord God, from all over the place, Lord, to love you, to praise you, to worship you and to honor you, God. We pray, Lord, you touch and bless this offering. God, multiply it in the hands of the users. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Again, there is opportunities to give on your screen now. We're going to continue to praise and worship Jesus together.
1: That to the Lord today. Come on, let's expect greater things. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on, can you just say that I expect greater things? Come on, I'm expecting greater things. I'm expecting my miracle today. Come on, I'm expecting my my favor, my blessing today. Come on, give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise. Wherever you are today, come on, put praise on your lips. Come on, this is a day that the Lord has made. Amen, amen. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Speaking of glad, amen, I'm glad that you've joined us today on this very special occasion, this special online service, amen, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, amen. We're just trying to take a proactive approach a little bit, amen, and so We know many of you were able to gather around different individuals and things, and so we wanted to make sure to protect everybody in this kind of safety of of, of things uh, to join together online today. But as Brother West stated, we're going to be back to service in person and online Wednesday. And the next coming Sunday. Looking forward to that. But I want to give honor where honor's due. I know my, my the bishop, my dad, and my mom's listening and watching today. And we give them a great big shout out, don't we, church? For those that are in here today, can we give them a shout out? We love Bishop and Sister Laura. My mom and dad love them dearly. Amen. Thank you for their, their support and encouragement during during this crazy crazy time but also i want to what didn't we have some great worship today come on can we just thank the lord all those as viewing today amen we're very blessed our musicians our singers thank you for making this possible today what great anointing you bring to our services and uh uh, also, speaking of giving honor, we want to give honor today to the great folks that's made this possible from the behind-the-scenes operations uh, for, for running cable and, and purchasing all the equipment. Uh, we have some great folks around here, some very talented folks, amen, God's given them uh, some great talent, and uh, you know, it matters what you do with that talent. I mean, God watches what you do with what he gives you And I'm so thankful that not only are they blessing a man in their, in their uh, secular jobs or whatever But also they've brought that talent into the house of God And I want to give a shout out to Ron Manifold and Rich Stewart uh, For working so hard to run cable, crawling through the attic And also to Brother James Greer and our multimedia team For spearheading all of this Great job Great job, amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, verse number 8. And uh, if you were in person with me, if you've ever been in, in service with me, I always say the same thing. If I don't care if you've you know you've got your Bible with you, turn with your Bible. If you don't have your Bible, uh, I don't care if you cheat off the screen, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here, and I'm glad that you've tuned in today. And I pray that this word will bless you. But First Kings chapter 17, verse number 8, it says this, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Verse 10, So he arose and went to Zarephath, and, went, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks and he called to her and said fetch me I pray thee a little water and a vessel that I may drink how many knows we have an all we serve an all-time God he's we serve an all-time God and as he was she was going to fetch it he called to her and said bring me I pray thee a morsel of bread in thy hand and verse 12 says and she said as the Lord thy God liveth I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and I have little oil in the cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks. You know the story. Gathering two sticks, that I may go in, dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Talk about a place of wits in. Place of wits in here. Verse 13, and Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said. But make but make me therefore uh, thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel the barrel of meals shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. Imagine if she wouldn't have, Brother Rick. Imagine if she would not have done that. And she and and he and her house did eat many days. You understand the opposite of that. If she did not follow what the Lord has spoken, Amen. We would find the opposite, would we not? Amen. But thank Lord, amen, that she did listen. Amen. Verse 16 says this. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Amen. This is a very common passage of Scripture. You've heard the story maybe growing up through Sunday school as well. But I want to title this message today, The Struggle Has a Purpose. The struggle has a purpose. Right there where you're at, can you say those words with me? The struggle has a purpose. Amen, amen. Would you lift a hand just with your pastor today? Amen. If you're listening in today, would you just lift a hand and say, Lord, bless the word today. Lord, bless the word today, God. Open my, my ears to hear, Lord. Open my heart to receive today, Jesus, what you have for us in this word, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you are standing, you can sit down. I, I don't know. But if you were, you can sit down. But to fully appreciate what is happening in this passage, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. In the first seven verses of 1 Kings chapter 17, Elijah announces that there's going to be a severe drought in the land. Now think about that. Now put yourself in those shoes without rain or dew. Elijah then heads out to a little stream, and God commanded ravens to feed Elijah. Now, let's put it back in perspective in 2020. Amen. We, there were some supplies that we were needing that were out when we went to the grocery store. Amen. Amen. There was panic all around. Was there not panic going on, and people posting things, and people trying to you know, make some money off of that as well, trying to price up some things. And, and Now, think about this for a second here. Elijah heads out to this little stream, and, and God commanded ravens to feed Elijah. There's a severe drought in the land. Come on, put yourself there with the food that the ravens brought and the water stream Elijah was taken care of. And now the stream, though, if you read this and study, the stream dried up and Elijah had no water to drink. That's where we pick up in our text today. And understand something in this day and hour that, that we're reading in our text. Poverty was a real issue. It was a real issue. There was a predicament for most, most widows as well. Amen. And we have to understand that uh, life was a day-to-day struggle for food for most people. And so God tells Elijah to go to the town of Zarephath, which is on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And God then informs him that a widow, not some person with a bank full of money, are you with me right now, but a widow, widow woman. We'll give him food. Now, doesn't that sound like a, a strong promise to you today? Amen. Uh, listen, I'm going to sustain thee. I'm going to take care of thee. Uh, but, uh, but a widow woman's going to do it. Now, put yourself in those shoes. Now, you've never been through a situation in your life where, where you're like, I don't know how everything is going to work out. But then God speaks into your life and, and gives a resolution and a solution. And then you hear that solution and you're thinking, Lord, Really? This is this is how you're gonna this is how you're going sustain me in this storm right now? This is this is what you've done. How many knows that his ways are higher than ours? Come on, somebody. His, his ways are higher than ours, and his thoughts are better than ours. And so I'm sure Sir Elijah was like, a widow, really? How can that be? And, and so we understand that there wasn't life insurance policies and There wasn't a bank full of money. There wasn't savings accounts, amen, uh, to take care of a widow after her husband had died. Now think about this. On top of that, she had a son. I've got three boys, and and during this Thanksgiving break, they eat us out of house and home. They're snacking all the time. I can't keep boxes of cereal uh, in the pantry. They're always hungry, ready to eat. And so she had a boy. So we can just imagine uh, uh, that situation as well. And so... So she tells Elijah, listen I'm, I'm, listen, I'm in my wit's end right now. I'm gathering. You've come to the wrong person. You've got, you, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree here. I, I'm just gathering up some sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself, my son. And, and we're going to eat it and die. Now imagine Now imagine. You know, God saying, hey, listen, go to this person. They're going to sustain thee. Then that response to that person is, hey, listen, this is what's up in my life right now. Anybody ever been there before? The struggle was real. It was real. There was a real struggle. Just as in 2020, there's real struggles going on. Her struggle, she thought, was going to take her life and her son's life. And she tells Elijah that she believes that God lives. She believes God lives. But then she says that she's she's given up all hope. And that's where we run into situations that we do not want to be in. We don't want to give up hope. Amen. The enemy's trying to rob you of everything to make you lose hope. But I'm praying today that God reaches out and restores your hope today. She plans to go home and eat the rest of her food and her son and then die. And she believes in God, but doesn't have the will to go on. And it always seems, amen, as I begin to study and put this together, it always seems that when We're at the end of our rope that God gives us a promise to hold on to. And I don't know who's listening today. And I've come to encourage you today. Amen. God's given you a promise to hold on to. Don't you lose that promise. You grip that promise. You hold on to that promise. To say that the widow was at the end of a rope would be an incredible understatement. Amen, if you study this. And she was tired and wore out from the stresses of life. And we've gotten to that point sometimes. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves today. We've we've gotten to the point in our lives at different times and different seasons where stresses of life has got us down. Depression tried to weigh us down. Anxiety tried to get us. I want to tell you something. If you're worrying today, if you don't know about tomorrow, you don't know what's happening this next week, I'm going to tell you right now, stop worrying. And start praying Stop worrying and start praying Amen I'm going to tell you God can, God can move in your prayer And so she was, she was tired and She was wore out And we can all, we can all re- relate to that and So God however In his perfect timing Brings these two people Together Isn't that how he works Brings the people together And I don't know about you, but in my life, amen, when things have gotten a little rocky, when things have gotten a little hard, Brother West, things have gotten a little difficult, amen, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle the situation, amen. God has brought people into my life at the right time, at the right moment. I'm so thankful that God, amen, sent the right person my way to say, listen, don't give up hope. Don't settle. Don't, 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 Don't throw in the towel. How our God, that's how our God works. And so He puts these people together. Listen, Elijah needs food. The widow, she needs food, but more importantly, she needs hope. And so take notice that this bold instruction from Elijah is followed up by the word of God, and it's comforting to hear the words. Thus says the Lord: the promise of God is the jar of flour shall not be spent, the jug of oil shall not be empty. What a promise! The hear, the despair is gone, the worry is gone, the promise of God is comforting. But I want to tell somebody today, I mean, you think, well, well, Pastor, I don't have anything today. I have nothing. I have nothing to show for. And, 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 and in my moment, I don't know what to do. I'm going to tell you, begin to think about the accepts in your life. I have nothing except a few dollars in my pocket. I have nothing, Pastor, except, I mean, the clothes on my back. Aren't you thankful for the clothes on your I don't have any. I have nothing, Pastor. But I got food on my table. Come on. It's, it's perspective of how we see things. How we're viewing things. and I, I always try to correct our boys all the time. And, and tell them, hey, I don't get to do anything. Really? I mean, how many parents have ever heard that before? I, I don't get to do anything. Really? And then what do you do as parents? You start labeling that. You start naming everything off. Well, last week you did this. Yesterday you did it. Today you did this. Don't we, as parents? It may seem that we struggle. It may seem that we fight. It may seem that we toil and make no headway at times in our life, but life, get, listen, life gets frustrating at times. Life gets frustrating sometimes, and we're tempted to lose hope. We're tempted, that's the key word, tempted to lose hope like the widow had done. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God has great things in store for you. Come on, somebody. God has great things in store for you. Let me remind someone this morning. The struggle has a purpose. Too many times we want to quit before the breakthrough. Amen. The word through, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, is mentioned over 425 times in the Bible. Psalms 23 and 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Come on, somebody. Thou art the rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. Bible tells us that our walk with God is going to be a journey of ups and downs. The only way we get to the next level in God is to go through what you're in right now. So I'm encouraging somebody today, amen, that's listening and watching today. Let this be an encouragement to you. Keep walking in the faith that God's led you in. Keep walking through your problem. Keep walking through your storm. Uh, I get get excited about it. Why? Because, you know why I get excited about it? Because it's happened to me. I've had to be the one that, that kept walking. When everyone else stopped walking, I've had to be the one that keep walking and say, I know my God will make a way when there seems no way. I know I serve a God that's a problem solver. Amen. I serve a God that's a miracle worker. I don't just sing the songs, Brother West. Amen. I believe it with all my heart. In my struggle right now, it's got a purpose. And in between the mountaintops of victory, there are valleys of the shadow of death. And between the victories, there are struggles. And between the breakthroughs, there are battles. And most of the time, the devil, the adversary, amen, amen knows how to clo- close, be- close where we are to the border of a new land before we even realize how close we are. He, he, listen to me, he sometimes knows that we're closer than we really do. Is that true? The enemy knows more about what God wants to do for his people than God's people know sometimes. And before every new breakthrough, there's a harder battle than ever fought. And at every new level, there's a new devil. Come on, somebody. And it's the job of the enemy, of our souls, to get us to turn back when the struggle heats up. It's the job of the enemy to get us to surrender during the weeping of the night so we'll never experience the joy in the morning. But I've come to tell somebody it's the job of the enemy to get us to surrender during the battle so that we'll never experience the breakthrough. But there's breakthrough today in your home. There's breakthrough today in the house of God. There's breakthrough in this morning, on this Sunday. We're praying through breakthrough. The struggle has a purpose. Amen. Say that with me today. The struggle has a purpose. It may look like we're going to lose hope in the struggle, but we're going—we're getting ready to step over some walls that have been brought down into our breakthrough. Can I remind some folks today? Amen. Life is too short to be bitter. Come on. Life is too short to be jealous. Life is too short. I hope our young people's listening to this right now. Life is too short to be angry and bitter, unforgiving and unloving. Jesus didn't save you to be the ultimate judge. Jesus didn't save you to fix everything. Jesus didn't save you, save you to hold grudges. Come on, somebody. Jesus saved you because you were worth saving. Jesus saved you be, to be a witness. And Jesus saved you so that your neighbor would be loved. And Jesus saved you so that you could share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That he died for you. Amen. And rose again. Amen. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Jesus didn't save us. Listen to me. I feel the Holy Ghost right there. Jesus didn't save us to try to fix everything. Come on, we're putting too much weight on our shoulders. Come on, the Bible says, cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. You need to let go of some things today. You can't fix, come on, you can't fix your neighbor. You can't fix your, your husband. You can't fix your spouse. Come on, I'll tell you. You can't fix your children. But there's a God that you can pray to that says, God, give them a vision. God, give them a dream. God, show up in their life. Send somebody their way to witness to them so it may look like we're going to perish in the night, but swept away in the river of tears. And we've been there in this year. We've been there. Many of us have experienced that moment. But just hold on. The morning's on the way. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. It says, and let us be weary. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Sometimes we read things so fast. We don't put a perspective. It says, let us not be weary in well-doing. I believe there's a lot of people, amen, trying to do the right thing. And whenever you try to do the right thing, you're going to fight the adversary in multiple different areas. Come on, when you step out to try to start doing the right thing, you're going to have the enemy going to try and fight you. Because, listen, the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything that God's put into your life. And sometimes I get, I get hit up sometimes as pastor and people come to me and they'll reach out to me and contact me and say, Well, what, what do you think about this? What, you think this is God or you think this is the adversary? What, what do you think this is? And I always tell people, listen to me, you, you'll know if it's the adversary, if, it, if whatever you're enduring, whatever you're going through, whatever you're trying to reach out, whatever you're, whatever you're stepping out to do, if it's meant to try to steal, kill, and destroy, that's not of God. God is not the author of confusion. I said, God's not the author of confusion. Amen. That's why it says, let's not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap. If we faint, not don't faint. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't retreat. Just keep fighting. This is the battle before the breakthrough. Come on, somebody. You're just right before your breakthrough. You're on the threshold of your breakthrough. Amen. God is willing if you're able. I said, God is willing if you're able. If you say, God, I want you in my life. God, I need you somebody declared today the struggle has a purpose. the struggle has a purpose and I don't want you this isn't my notes I just I'm kind of rolling with God right now but how many ever how many ever tried to do something and you just struggle with it and it could be anything it could be anything any, maybe maybe you start you know I start I'm gonna start exercising and start working out there's some struggle there. there's some struggle there. Or, or maybe I want to I try to start some home Bible studies. There's some struggle there. You know, I, I, you know you, at the moment, your schedule's wide open. And then about the time you say, we're going to start some home Bible studies, guess what? The calendar's full. Every time you go to book something, you're like, my goodness, I didn't know. I didn't realize my calendar was this full. And understand, something. I've been in those places before where you had great intentions. You're like, man, I really want to do something for God. Or I really want to step out and, and use the talent God's given me. But then all of a sudden, struggle happens. And what we've got to realize is that, that, that there will be always struggle. There will always be struggle. But you've got to find the purpose in the struggle. God is still sovereign. Come on, well, sometimes you've got to step back and say, God, you're on the throne. And if he's not on the throne in your life, you need to put him back on the throne in your life. Because that's what makes the difference. Because when you're in tune to the Spirit, then all of a sudden some things start making, making sense to you. Then when, that, when you look at the calendar and say, well, I, I want to book some home Bible studies. And then the calendar gets full. Then you look, you know what? I said, no, I'm not doing this. If I said it, I'm going to do it. But Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. It says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Yeah, the pastor said it. You can be troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. That means, if you're going through something, if you're being persecuted for something, because you're trying to stand up for the right thing, talking to young people too here, trying to stand up for the right thing at school as well, well, understand something. You can be persecuted, but you're not forsaken. Because the word of God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I feel the Lord right now. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Come on, persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Come on, I might fall at times, but I'm not destroyed. I'll pick myself back up. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you step out, you might fall. You might fail. But sometimes you got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, say, I'm going to try again. So go with me here to Joshua chapter 24. The musicians will come. Joshua chapter 24, verses 29 and 30. You know what we do sometimes. We, the problem with many people is that we give up too soon. We give up too soon. Let's be honest with ourselves. We give up too soon. And if you've ever coached any type of sport... You would tell your athletes, you don't don't give up until the end. We don't start fighting until the end. Because there can always be a turning. And our Thanksgiving this past uh, past Thanksgiving here, we, I was inter- introduced to a new game. And we were playing the game. And, and I was watching. And, and my goodness, it was one of those games, Brother Rick, where it, it, it would flip real fast. You know, you thought you'd be doing really well. You thought, boy, you're like, oh, I'm doing great. I'm, this is wonderful. Then all of a sudden, boom, you're losing. I was like, I don't know if I can handle this emotional roller coaster. But I want you to understand, as individuals, as humans, we, we give up too easily. We, we give up too easily. That's why there's power in prayer. Yeah. You've, got, you've got to pray your way through some things sometimes. And, and sometimes you won't know what to do, but the best thing I have found is just stopping and praying about it. Waiting for God to give me clarity and understanding. In Joshua chapter 24, verse 29 says, And it came to pass after these things that Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being hundred and ten years old. Verse 30, And they buried him, look, look at this, And they buried him, they buried him at the border of his inheritance. Right on the border, his inheritance. I don't ever want to get to the point. Church family, I don't ever want to do whatever God's wanting to do in 2020. Whatever, whatever is happening, whatever purposes have happened in this, in this 2020. I don't want to get to the point where we're on the breakthrough of, of 2021 where God says, Listen, I really wanted to take you here, but you stopped here. Listen, tell me. I want, listen, every sound of my voice, I want everybody listening. Amen. God's wanting to push us through. We got to go through this battle. We got to go through this storm. So, whatever you're facing right now, understand the enemy's wanting to hinder you, the enemy's wanting to stop you. He's wanting to make you quit. But don't give up on God. Don't turn your back on the church. Amen. It's time, amen, to inherit what God's given us inherit the promises of God amen as they begin to play softly and many people get right to the border of their inheritance and that's where they lose out they're buried before they can ever step foot into the land that God has promised them amen I want you right now just to close your eyes if you've joined us in this service just Close your eyes right now and just begin to reflect on the promises that God has in your life. Come on, I don't know what's happening tomorrow or this next week, but I believe God's willing to to propel us, to propel our church, amen, forward in this hour, in this season. Come on and say, I want to be part of it. I want to be part of it. I don't want to be an almost Christian. I don't want to be a person, I don't want to be King King Grippa. Amen. Amen. Saying, you know, oh, I I almost persuade me to be a Christian. I I'm almost I'm almost there, Pastor. I'm almost, amen, willing to step out of my faith. I'm almost willing to get to church. I'm almost willing to pray. I don't want that kind of spirit in my life. Cause Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. Very common passage of scripture. Many could quote it, but sometimes we quote it but lose sight of what it really means. For I am persuaded, I'm not almost persuaded. I'm not persuaded sometimes in my struggles and not in my struggles. I'm kind of hit and miss. Come on. I've got to be fully persuaded through my struggle because there's purpose. Why I'm going through what I'm going through. I'm I'm witnessing to somebody right now. People are watching me. how How I handle myself. How I handle this circumstance. How I handle the chaos that they may see me in. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present. Nor things to come. That's faith right there. That's, that's, that's speaking faith right there. Nor things to come. That's what that's telling the enemy right, now, right there. Enemy, whatever you're going to throw at me, my God's got it. No matter what you toss my way, God's got it. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul had great confidence in what he knew that he could do through Christ. Through. Victory comes through Christ. Deliverance comes through Christ. Everything we do must come through Christ. He is the way. Everything we do must must come through Him. If we have, have that understanding, He will give us the strength to do whatever it is that we desire to do. Come on, would you begin to pray with me? Come on, we're about to enter into a time of worship. Come on, I'm praying that this word would go forth today. Come on, to help and encourage somebody, amen. Whatever struggle you're going through, whatever whatever pain or hurt or circumstances or, or, or financial situation that you're going through right now. God sees the struggle, friend. God knows what you're going through. But he's just waiting on you to say, God, I need your help. Because the Bible says we ask, but we we don't receive because we ask not. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Sometimes we, we get caught up in the circumstance. Sometimes we get caught up in the moment and we stop asking God, saying, God, I need your help today. Come on, can you lift your hands today and love him? Saying, God, I need you today, Lord. Come on, God, I know, God, that there's purpose in my struggle. Come on, I know, God, that there's purpose in my struggle today, Jesus. Lord, give me the strength to endure, God. Give me the determination, God, to God, to persevere, Lord, through my moment, God, through this time, through this season, Lord. Come on, would you love him today? Come on, as we begin to sing, amen, would you love him today? Would you worship the Lord?